Indiana Runner Podcast Season 3, Episode 22. Josh Horowitz and I talk everything you need to know about the girls' state meet on Friday. We're also going to be calling it for IHSA TV. Let's hit it. Colin Altavote and Josh Horowitz, two guys that apparently do not care about the race. It is 2.15 on Sunday. You ever gone? You ever gone to the Indy 500? No, I, ever since I've been in Indiana, I've, I've never been. And obviously, the I, I've never watched it. The one time I was able to actually watch some of it was when I was in Arizona the day of the race. So never, I've never watched it, and I'm, I've never gone, and I don't plan to. We, we care about a different type of racing, especially this time of year. Yes, my favorite race car driver is Lightning McQueen. That's yeah, that's fair. Yep. I guess he's not a race car driver. I guess he, he's just a no, race no, no. Car. He's not a driver. He's just a race car. Yeah, yeah. My favorite race car is Lightning McQueen. Okay, the girls' state meet is coming up. We've had the sectionals and we've had the regionals. Thirty-two sectionals, eight regionals without incident. We cannot say that for the boys. The boys got two of them got multiple got delayed. Um, so we're going to do the boys one later and it's a girl's first year. Okay. We have scored two different mock meets, one based solely on the performance lists based solely on regional performance. And then we also did a mock meet based on the leaderboards for the year, but eliminating athletes who aren't still in the tournament. So what did, what did we get when we did based off leaderboards? So you you have the one for the leaderboard. I'm sorry. What did we get based on regional performance? Yes, okay. we do that. All right. Based off regional performances, so based on just the performance list uh, that's already out, I have – so I, I had to break some ties or, like, there were some events you had to do half points or whatever. Right. Um, so I have Noblesville, 45.5. Okay. North Central, 45. Zinesville, 39.5. Carmel 38, HSE 30. That's the top five. Okay. I think that's more meaningful than the leaderboards because, for instance, on the boys' side, someone might have – on the boys' side, well, one, like Reese Kilbarger Stump has the best time in the 3,200, but he's not going to be at it. On any of them, someone might have the best time, the best performance, but that came when they were fresh, and it won't be – his or her first event. So I think the one based on the performance lists is a little more um, meaningful, valuable. Mm -hmm. But for the, for, okay, okay. based on the, based on the leaderboard. So season long performances, it paints a similar picture of there are two teams that are very, very close. And then there's another two or three teams who could maybe get into it. So season long, Noblesville, 53, North Central, 49, Zionsville, 37, Hamilton Southeastern, 35, and Carmel, 31. So, yeah, still with Noblesville and North Central at the top. Um, and you had, you had said that you think, um, like, North Central and Noblesville, those, those numbers, that's about where they could get, but a couple teams yes. might be pretty maxed out based on – the performance list. yeah so here's what's interesting 
is that North Central and Carmel are really dependent upon a single athlete. And North Central's athlete is just more valuable this year because she's worth 30 in her individual events. And Carmel's athlete is going to help on potentially two winning relays and will score high in her individual event. But it's even if that's 30, it's not like Elliot's 30. Right. Noblesville has twice the number of scores on these mock meets than any other school. I think Noblesville has 10 scores. Well, North Central has six, but one of them is a single point. Yeah, I would say on the on the performance list, I have Noblesville scoring in eight events. Okay. And the, and none of those are just one point. Yeah, and in some in some of those events, they're scoring multiple. Yes. Like in the eight hundred, they're scoring two. Yes. So Noblesville not dependent upon one person, but Noblesville's points I think are shakier. We can reasonably assume that North Central is going to get 40. Noblesville could be higher. Noblesville could be in the 50s. But Noblesville doesn't have a singular star. So we think it's between those two teams mostly, right? Yeah, I think especially because North Central has at least the 30, probably the 40, high, so high 30s already to start with. That's where Zionsville is right now as the third team based on performance list. So, yeah, I'd and, have it come down to Noblesville and North And Central. Zionsville's got some heavy hitters. So that 37 points in the season-long list, the season-long mock meet, uh -huh. is coming in five events. So they're looking at a lot of seconds and thirds. So they're, they're pretty well maxed, but, you know, 40 points could get it done. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like, because, like you said, North Central's, um, they're through four events, they might have that. But if they don't get any from anywhere else and Zionsville does hit 40 and Noblesville's not able to get that far, then, yeah, then the Zionsville will have a shot. So let's go through event by event. And we'll just kind of go by event type, field events, then hurdles and sprints and distance. And, and we'll just kind of go through each one. And while we're there, we can talk about maybe what the team implications are. So the first event is gonna be the disc. The top seed heading in is Hadley Lucas from Bloomington North. She's been the best thrower in the disc all year. She also has, we'll talk about her in a little bit here at the end. She's one of our three stars to watch. She also has the best throws ever for a sophomore in the disc and the shot. She's a much bigger favorite in the disc. She's got uh, her 161 and nine inches is, is 19 feet ahead of her closest competitor based on regional performance. And on the season long leaderboard, She's 16 feet ahead of her next closest competitor, who's Hannah Alexander from Noblesville. So right off the bat, we could see North Central's hoping. North Central also has a, a thrower in the disc. And so does, uh, well, her name is Taylor. So does Carmel. So this is actually a pretty important, we'll know right away 
not right away, but we'll have a good idea. The, the team race will start to, to shape up, you know, after that third flight of the disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those potential top five teams based on performance list, having someone in the disc um, to start off the meet. And yeah, as we talked about, it could be pretty close. So if you can steal a couple points there from a seventh, eighth or ninth place person, that, that would help a lot start the meet. Hadley Lucas is the top returner from last year. As a freshman, she threw 132. So she's gotten 30 feet better. Maybe that was an off day for her. I'm just looking at last year's state meet results. Um, but she is the top returner. She's going to win this one, right? I would think. It, it, think- it feels very similar to, well, Tucker's, the, the disc on the boys' side maybe a little more open, but this I would say this is a little more close, that it's her yeah. that has high advantage. Also, I want to throw out um, – I'm going to save the good, the good stats for the broadcast, but mm-hmm. I do want to remind everyone about this. She was the only freshman in the discus last year, I think you had mentioned. And the girls' discus is the only – it's the only girls' event that a sophomore has never won. And she is a sophomore. Dot, dot. Yes. So, there um, you go. so, and then, you know, Hadley Lucas is, is uh, the big-time favorite there. She's almost 20 feet ahead of the field. And then we're also going to be looking out for Taylor Rieger from Carmel, who has the fifth best regional throw. Hannah Alexander from Noblesville, sixth best regional throw, but second best this season. And Tracy Gooch from North Central, 13th best regional throw, not in the top nine, but very well could score in that. It's it's very close um, really after second or third anybody could get in there and a couple a couple of these athletes were all state last year if i'm not mistaken um yes trying to bring up exactly who it was hannah alexander is also a sophomore she was seventh last year shelby wingler from center grove was eighth last year those are the three returners and then we talked about tracy gooch from north central she was 10th so that okay, so the, she disc, was right off. the disc could go if we're anticipating a close meet and, and the mock meet based on performance list was half of a point, mm-hmm. which is well within the margin of error. Like it, it really could, it could come down to if, if Tracy Gooch gets into the final and gets three points, that could be the difference. If Han Alexander finishes second versus finishing eighth or 10th, that, that could go a long way to determining mm-hmm. who's and, and it will happen, you know, outside of, of what people are watching. Yeah. Those would be expected points that you would might, yeah, might not just expect to have at this point before the state meet. Yep. Let's go to the other throwing event in the shot. Hadley Lucas does have the best throw this year, 48 feet, three inches. And she had the best throw in the regional round. 46 feet, 11 inches, but she's only a quarter of an inch ahead of Shelby Wingler from center Grove. And this event does not have as many team points, team point implications does have two girls from Portage. I feel like there's always multiple girls. from Hmm. Portage. Hannah Alexander is in it, but I think it's, it's less likely that she would score in this one. Mm. Well, then Zinesville has, uh, uh, girl seated ninth. Yeah. So 
that those would be I mean that's the the one event they had one point for but that's somebody they get into the final they score two three four points that could you know like you said they need probably a couple other teams to lose some points but that's another one there um, yeah and, and the, meet, this, the meets decided on things that happen later but it starts the team race starts to take shape even at three o'clock when the events start really three thirty when we get into the better uh flights of the of the field events and then get it after the four by eight. So at five o'clock, whether these girls can get into the final or not, that's a big for, you know, for Zionsville, Noblesville, some of those teams, North central, we know their girls going to get into the final. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for, for the shot, like th- this one's obviously a little closer, more up in the air than the disc um, with, with the, their seeds being only a quarter inch apart, but even on the season, Hadley's best, best throw in the shot is about a foot farther than Shelby's um so it's, it's definitely closer I mean anything can happen especially when it's at the state meet but there's gonna be less it's, it's, it's less knowing who's gonna actually get that top throw in this. Drew Mallory from Whiteland is the top returner from last year she finished third last year she's six on the performance list so this one not not quite as big in the team race but again if Zionsville girl could get in Noblesville's girl could get in and score that would really help their chances it's kind of like as as you're looking at the seeds not much at risk so everything to gain not much to lose for those teams yeah which is a a good position to be in the long jump is going to be one that starts earlier Michelle Nazarov from Zionsville was the state champion last year she has the second best jump this year. It's been a strong year in the long jump, but the long jump is one of the more fickle events. No, I take that. Well, she has the second best jump of those that will be in the state meet. And the top regional performer was Michelle Nazareth, 18 feet, nine and a quarter of an inch. So this is kind of the opposite of the shot in that Zionsville's chances hinge upon one, those, those two teams or three teams seated ahead of them, not doing well. And two, they need the, they need the points from Nazarov who has proven that she can do it because she won the state meet last year. Yeah. But it's, there are based on regional performance, there now foot is a lot obviously but performance can really vary in the long term like we said it's it's an inconsistent event it's it's a fickle event there are 16 girls seated between 18 9 and a quarter and 17 9 and a quarter so just as easily as Zionsville Zionsville's got two jumpers here they could go one two they could get nothing it is possible that they get nothing mm-hmm. um Noblesville has Kiana Seifert. She's going to be huge for them. She's in both the hurdles and this, and I imagine one of the two relays. Um, the, the long jump will be huge. And in the long jump, the best flight goes first. Okay. So it, starting at three o'clock, we're going to see three jumps here from the Zionsville pair. We're going to see three jumps from North uh, Noblesville. And so the, the, the long jump will finish before like the actual part of the meet gets started actual part of the meet the running events get started is that correct it it should 
They've okay, got to go that, through 29 jumpers. They'll have them split into three or four flights. Yeah. Because don't you think that that helps? We're supposed to like at, you know, meets during the season, sectional, regional, like you're kind of going back and forth between your jumps yeah. and then going to the 100 yeah. or whatever. So do you think that's an advantage for? I think that helps. The but the issue with the long jump is, for instance, different places are, I'm, I am no jumps expert. I'm just a guy that hangs out with Ken Brown a lot, but different places have different venues. And so like the pit at Hamilton Southeastern is known to be very friendly to jumpers. The pit at Lafayette Jeff. So the Hamilton Southeastern hosts a sectional for a lot of these teams, Carmel, Hamilton Southeastern, obviously Noblesville. And then Lafayette Jeff has a pit that's not great. And a bunch of girls hit the standard at HSE, like five or six or seven in the same sectional but a lot of them didn't even advance from the regional because it's not as favorable, favorable of a pit. The surface at IU is a really good and fast surface. And so that can kind of mess up the steps. And I think we end up seeing a lot more scratches and things like that, that, that can be, you think a oh, faster surface is good. Right. But we not, coach not for intricate right. events we, that, yeah, we coach events where you just want to run as fast as possible. But when it's the vault, the long jump, the hurdles, and you've got your steps down, you don't want to be doing that faster than you've been doing it all season. And so we'll see that in the hurdles as well, where sometimes they get up there too fast. So the, the long jump is another one. The high jump. Uh, the high jump is interesting to me because we talked about just, just briefly mentioning that Portage obviously has a very good throws coach. There's always multiple girls from Portage in the throws. Um, Center Grove is another school that's got, that's always got, seems to have girls at the state meet. Kankakee Valley has two girls in the high jump and they could, again, they could go one, two, a little more of a fickle event, not like the long jump, but can still be inconsistent. Um, and a lot of times it'll come down to previous misses, things like that, not just the actual height. For someone, the the best clearance that is. And in last year's state meet, the top returner is Taylor Schoonveld from KV. And she had the sixth best jump, tied for the sixth best clearance at the regional round. But the best performance at the regional was her teammate, Emily Naninga, at five, nine and a quarter. And five nine is usually around where it is to to win. And then so the, which I, I just noticed this the best jump this year was from was from freshman Kaya Crook of Heritage Christian. Mm -hmm. um, what is that five ten? Five ten. Yeah, she's seated fifth, but she also she's, she's in, incredible. She, she yes, yeah, she's one that did a lot at HSR. I remember. Um, yes, she is an she's incredible in, athlete. She's in less events this this going to be in less events this week um so i i don't who, who knows you know maybe just she's in a fight. tough she's in a tough region she's in that kind of north side indianapolis non-hamilton county yeah regional and that's just a tough one to advance yeah. in so Rich, i was just thinking in, she'll be more fresh for something like this maybe. Uh -huh, for an event that's going to take a long time yeah so she's only in two events looks like she's okay. in the high jump and she's in the hundred dash Crook? Yes. Oh, okay. She might be listed on a relay, I thought. I thought uh, she's sorry. not when I did control okay. F and looked in the, she's not coming up mm -hmm. on the 
performance list. Okay. Maybe not then. No, you said, Heritage okay. Christian did not advance any of the relays. Again, okay. it's, it's it, as good as she is, mm -hmm. she can't single-handedly get any of those relays out. Mm -hmm. So the high jump has some, but not a ton of team implications in it. Uh, but Melina Miller from Noblesville had the second best jump at the regional. And here we go, Noblesville. Noblesville, Noblesville is the best team in the state. But that's not how we score the state meet. Right. If there if there was a tournament duel of dual meets, they would Correct. they would win the no, state. Noblesville meet. has the best team. Noblesville, if I search on the um Noblesville is in 14 events at the state. Not in 14 events. Some of those are double, right? But Noblesville has 14 entrants, counting relays once mm -hmm. at the and North Central has 10. Carmel has 10. Hamilton Southeastern has 13. And Zionsville has seven. So Zionsville, not exactly a cathedral situation, but it's it's pretty close. And I, I do think I it at the risk of losing my direct deposits, I don't think Carmel's gonna win. Sorry, Jeff. I won't I won't tell them. If my yeah, my boss hear this, he'll be like. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, again, I want Carmel to win. Yeah, I yeah. I want Carmel to win yeah, everything, every sport. We got yeah. knocked out yesterday in softball. It's like, oh, darn. Yeah. Um, maybe it's baseball. We're out in both. Um, I, I don't think Carmel's going to win. Just looking at the math, looking at some of these things. Although we'll get a little more into the team race, and, and Carmel certainly could. It is a possibility. I, I think it's between North Central and Noblesville, but I, if I had to pick one team that was going to get in, it would be Zionsville because of their big, big upfront points that they have. And, and Carmel has those as well with four by eight, four by four, open eight or open four. But I, I think if one team's going to knock out Noblesville or North Central at Zionsville. Yep. Okay, we did the high jump. What's left? Pole vault? Pole vault. Um, speaking of Cathedral, she is the favorite. Kaylee Swart from Cathedral, 12-6 at the regional and I hit control P instead of control F and now it wants to print. <laughs> print the trying. podcast. <laughs> I'm a mile, I shouldn't disclose how, well, okay. I'm a very close distance to my work. So it was trying to find the printers. Uh, and Kay <laughs> Kaylee's 12.6 was the best clearance all season. She's not a lock. Kennedy Merrill from Zionsville has cleared 12.3. And then there's three girls that have cleared 12 feet. So again, I, I don't see Cathedral getting into it this year, although I didn't even calculate it, but they've got a girl that could score high in both hurdles. Their four by four could be up there and they've got a girl in the, in the vault. Yeah. So, so could, they, could they, they get up to 40? You know, so, so they, yeah, they're, I have them as seventh on the really tied in sixth on the performance list, but that's mm -hmm. without, Sanders even scoring in the hundred because she did not run a top nine time at the regional. So that's the winning the pole the vault. Hurdles. Hundred hurdles, hundred hurdles. Yeah. So winning the pole vault, winning the three hundreds, middle scoring in the four by four, 25 points. She if if you throw in a win in the hundred hurdles, you're at 35. Yeah. And that's I don't I don't think she's gonna win the hundred hurdles, but what was she? Well, let's look it up. We'll do it when we get year? to the hurdles. We'll do it when we get to the hurdles. Okay. She okay. scored okay. hundred hurdles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, last year at the state meet in the vault, Annalise Zineman from Floyd was second. She's a junior. And she is in the performance list. So sometimes, and we we are not, um, you and I are not religious followers of Pobol. We know about it when it affects the team scores. And here it, it could, but it, it's not going to have a huge bearing on it. Um, it's, it is possible. I'm going to look at the leaderboards too to see what she's cleared this year. Zineman's cleared 11-3. But it's possible that some people in, you know, you do enough to advance in the vault. Okay, I know I'm in the top three or I know I've won and that's meaningful. And so I only need to clear 11 feet. And then I just crank it up to the like the school record or the regional record or whatever. Oh, didn't get it. All right, cool. See you losers next week in Bloomington. Well, I guess you wouldn't see the losers, but well, <laughs> if they look up in the press box, they're going to see two losers calling it for the IHSA. I can tell you that. Who's that? <laughs> Who are those guys? You have to ask it's you. But but you're um no no you're right like that you you don't know for sure what everyone has tried to jump either at a meet or even at practice who's I mean, Floyd's I've, pole vault coach they got two girls in the maybe it's scott Litskin. he's doing it remotely <laughs> remote practice that might be the hardest event to coach remotely uh yeah <laughs> yeah not to mention the safety of it <laughs> um zionsville's got a girl in this kennedy merrill so this is another one that Zionsville could be finishing pretty high. And, and like, like I think we mentioned this earlier, Kennedy Merrill has the second best clearance this year. So Zionsville is a, you know, for a school that actually has won the girls uh, cross country state championship in the last 10 years, Zionsville is a, a, an explosion event school, right? Long jump, 100, four by one, pole vault. So that's, that's another one to, to watch out for. Um, Anything else on the field events? Nope. I think we covered it pretty well. We'll get to, again, we'll get to the, the Lucas lookout, but yeah, just, just know that it, it can, the field events will definitely have an impact on the team scoring. You might not notice it until the end, but I'm sure there's sure to be an impact somewhere with points. Very few people remember this, but I'm pretty sure that this was the case. There was a year that Lawrence central when Tim Ritchie was the coach there, and Lawrence Central won the track and field event, and they didn't score any points on the track. They scored like 30 or 40 some points, and they just had like they just swept up in the field events. It was it was at the infancy of when they allowed girls pole vault, which in our state's illustrious history was embarrassingly late. But um, I think it, it's what I was still in high school when it became an event for the first time where they allowed the girls to do pole, they allowed the boys to do pole vault, but didn't allow the girls. Hmm. Um, we also didn't allow women to do more than like the 200 in the Olympics until like 1980 something. Was it, was it 2010? Could it have been that recent? No. Well, that's, I remember, I remember it, girls vaulting when I was in high school. Well, sorry. But there were a couple of years that, when it was, Lawrence Central. Oh, state. yeah, it, it very well could have been 20. Okay, yeah, yeah. But girls pole vault, I think, was like 04, 05. Okay. Yeah. Um, Morgan Patterson from Northrop had the best regional performance, 1436. In fact, the Summit City was going one through three. Shout out. 
um, Jelia Page from Fort Wayne North Side. So if you look at some of these, it's just gonna cut it off after North or Fort Wayne No or whatever. So it looks like they're all from the, the same school. They're not, they may live, in, they may very well live in the same neighborhood. Um, the way that the, the lines are drawn up for foreign community schools. And then Kobe Scott from Northrop, 1446. The last year at the state meet in the 100 hurdles. Last year at state. Rachel Maringer was the state champion in 1425. She has the 12th best time coming into this. I feel like she's going to finish better than 12th. I like her chances to make the final. She does have the number one performance this year at 1406. So she's got experience. Um, I don't know how she did her, well, her freshman year, it wouldn't have been at IU because there wasn't a season. Um, so she's undefeated in the state meet in the 100 hurdles. True. I think that's our favorite. But team implications, here we go. Allie Ellsbury from Hamilton Southeastern has the second best performance this year at her sectional, 1427. You know, Northrop could, if Northrop goes one, two here and they get some on the long jump, could they maybe get close to 40 and get into it if some of those teams trip up? Maybe. Kiana Seifert from Noblesville, 1449. That's the sixth best performance this year. Uh, could Cathedral get into it? Maybe Reese Sanders, 1455. Uh, that, that could get into it. She's outside of the top nine on the performance list. She right? was She was third last year at State. She, small sample size, but she's someone that performs very, very well at the state meet. Yeah. And, and she's, she's an incredible athlete, all around athlete. And I think, I think she's going to Notre Dame to be a heptathlete mm -hmm. and someone without a ton of pressure on her because right. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. Yeah. And she's got her college situation figured out. Yeah. She, she could get into it and she could, into this race and she could certainly put her team into it. Um, so, so Maringer and Sanders, who are the top two returners from last year are seated outside of the top nine. Yeah. And you know what, we talked about Seaford is she, I'm looking for now on the performance list. Seaford's in it as well, 18th. The, she can get into the final, right? If you're, mm -hmm. if you're North central, I mean, you wouldn't, you're not going to openly root against the, a, a kid no but if you're north central you don't want her getting into the final no you're so openly rooting for the other kids from all the other schools yeah so it's, it's top two from each heat plus the next three best times correct yes that so would, i, I that haven't run out of field of nine yeah so i haven't looked at the bulletin to figure out exactly how they put each each nine into the trials but we could be in a situation here where like there's five girls in one heat it could be, yeah. That are all capable of making the final, and they, they might, they quite might. Like, it could essentially be like the five girls in the same trial. He are the top five in a meet. Yeah. Let's, let's think about this. We've gone through some of these events already. Discus, lock. We call him Hadley Lucas lock. Yeah. I don't think any of the other events we've done yet have a lock. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Here's one that I think has a lock. 300 hurdles. Reese Sanders, 43-53 at the regional. 
43.53. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's the state's best time this year. And it's, oh, no, I take that back. She ran 43.23 at the yeah. Zionsville invite. That's more than a second clear of the field. It's easily her best event. Um, she's good at a lot of events, which is why Notre Dame asked her, would you like to attend our illustrious institution and um, compete for us? And she said, yeah. Leah Hanshu from Leo has the second best performance and that came at the regional round. And then this is big here for the team competition. We know um, nine in the fast heat. There will be two from Hamilton Southeastern. They're seated fifth and sixth based on regional performance. And then Kiana Seifert is seated third, could finish second. So this is one of the later events. They don't do prelims for the 300 hurdles. Right. And so th this one, right, you're right. We already know who's going to be in each, in each section. Um, Rachel Maringer, obviously the, we mentioned her in the hundred hurdles. She's in, she's going to be in the second section. So I, I know she's not, her hundreds better compared to her three hundreds, but like yeah, she she's the still, opposite of, she's the opposite yeah. of Reese Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. But she could still score from that second section. For sure. And um, yeah, last year she won the hundreds and then she was 21st in the 300s. Mm -hmm. So the hundred is obviously her main event. Yeah. Um, Kiana Seifert from Noblesville was fourth at this event last year. In fact, the top nine were not seniors last year. Not all of them are going to be in this race, but the top nine, sorry, yes, the top nine from last year and 11 of the, of the top 12 finishers were non-seniors. So returners, but they, some of them may be out, and I imagine a lot of them are out of the tournament at this point because it's a tournament. Yep. Okay, sprints. Hundred. Okay, we're so far we've said locks. Yeah, yeah. Scott's gonna text me. Scott's gonna come on later. He can argue with me. Um, <laughs> locks. Hadley Lucas in the disc. Yep. Reese Sanders in the three hundreds. Those are only locks. So far, yes. Okay. Are you? This is the event that she's the most vulnerable to not winning. Are you? Are you going to consider Ramaya Elliott from North Central to be a lock in the hundred? It's the first one, so yeah. Okay, I think so too. Mostly, and you're right. It she's is. not. It's yeah. the first one. She's not going to have to run that hard to get into the final. I imagine she's got the best time, eleven seventy three. That took place at the Mick, which happened this year. I didn't. I, I heard about it. I didn't see it. Um, eleven seventy three. That's her best time, and in the. Regional round, she ran 12 flat, and she is the number one seed. She's the number one seed in the 100, the 200, and the 400. Her So the, the next best time is from uh, Ivanovic, right? Yes, Ivanovic. Ivan, Ivanovic. Um, she just didn't run as fast at the regional, but... Correct. But Ramaya is the only... She's the only person that her best time this season looks like at least of people that are at the top going to be competing didn't happen in the tournament, meaning right. she's saving. And, you you yeah. would think she's saving and I think, to get through. I think one, I would imagine, I do not know this for certain, 
And I, you know, I, I know some coaches at North Central and I know somebody really well that used to coach at North Central. I'd imagine that they regret last year not running her in the 100, 200 for Cause she probably would have won or at a, at a minimum finished second in the 100. And the events that she's run, they haven't run her in the 100, 200, 400 all season. They've kind of picked and choose, picked and chosen which ones that she did. And so there was like a meet where she went for it in the 100. That was the mixture in 1173. Um, and same thing with the 200 and the 400. Now, the 200 might be her best event or the 400, but I would imagine she won't. I mean, the math would tell you, again, they're not, they're not robots, right? They're, these are human beings for the most children for the most part um the math would tell you just run to win all the events and make sure you've got enough because we're going to need we're going to need a superhuman effort on the four by four to then they could they could maybe win that mm -hmm. so we'll call her a lock uh the hundred prelims will be huge for zionsville's chances because if if they're going to win they're going to need points from Ivanovich. So she's got to get through in the end of the final. And then other, what are some other areas here? That may be it. Northrop's got yeah, to no, go. No other could maybe get teams. into it. I mean, Northrop is more of a, a, a fringe, fringe, fringe contender. Yeah, they, they, them and Cathedral were tied sixth in the, the performance list mock meet. And most of Northrop's points are coming from the, hurdle, the 100 hurdles. Right. Then if they get into it, they're going to need both those girls to get in and finish in the top two, probably. Yeah. And even that may not be enough. Okay. 200. Ramaya Elliott. Lock. Lock on the 200. I mean, she's won it every year that she's been in high school. Mm -hmm. And she and Wiley both had potentially like legacy disruptors, right? Because they could have won these events for some of these events four times yeah. Wiley would have won the 1600 four times Elliot would have won the 200 four times I don't think she won the 400 when she was a freshman um so there yeah Northrop's got another girl here that if she could get into the final and maybe get into the top five give them a chance give gives Northrop a chance and North Central's Janae Bailey is seated 10th she she's not she's not going to finish second but if she could get into the final her regional performance, 2536, is 13 hundredths of a second from sixth. That could be huge if she got into the final and finished sixth or seventh, even. Any so, other team contenders in that? Fishers is kind of a, a long shot. If things go poorly for others, maybe could close in on 40. I was, I was just going to say, for Amaya, the 200, this would potentially be her fifth event of the night. Her fifth like, race? Or yeah, fifth, fifth race of the night. Um, Doesn't matter, but, she's fine. Right, okay. So, because last year, which we'll get it get to it right in a second when we talk about the 400, but this year's probably going to be a little bit harder of a year in the 400. She's still that much better than everybody else, but just because right. it is a little earlier, I think. So. so like the events work out well in her favor, basically is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Last year, Elliot did win the 200. 
She won by three tenths of a second over Taylor Herbert from Lawrence Central, who has since graduated. And there are quite a few returning All-Staters, uh, none of which impact the team score all that much. But Alana Springer, Kasira Simmons from Ben Davis was third. Alana Springer from Avon was fifth. Ella Scali from Fishers, who's going to have a busy day um, on Friday, was seventh. Karis Davis from Leo was, or sorry, Ella Scali was sixth. Karis Davis from Leo was seventh. And Lyric Steele from Charlestown was eighth. So a lot of them coming back. So we're calling we're calling Elliot a lock in the hundred and the two hundred. Yeah. If she's going to lose one, it would be the hundred, right? We just we don't see that as likely. Mm. Four hundred. You want to lock it in? Yeah. Click. So four hundred, Ramaya Elliot, and and North Central's got to have thirty from Elliot in her individual events gotta have i mean they could maybe get away with if she finished second and one but she can't not score she's got to get on the bus whereas noblesville is not necessarily dependent upon one person like that yeah. now, if, if, if seifert misses the bus and doesn't drive herself down then they may be in trouble uh elliot's 5508 won the state meet last year her Best performance this year is a 53-78 at the Sprinter Showcase, and that was crappy weather. Mm -hmm. We were at Franklin Central. Remember how bad that was? Yeah. Wow, well, um, she did that in that weather. Yeah. Well, it, not quite that, but it was just I mean, I, I don't think the 400 would have been, like, as bad as, say, the boys 4 by 8 but it, it wasn't great. It wasn't great because they, they go through that pretty quickly. It doesn't last as long as – and the 400 is pretty early. It doesn't last as long as the Franklin Central meet. where it, The weather did get better, but it was at the end of it when it did. Uh, Elliot's got the number one performance from the regional round. She ran 54.89. It is a strong year in the 400. Ten girls hit the standard. So someone hit the standard and will not be in the fast heat. Um, mm. North Central is going to get 10 here and they need it. And then if Carmel's going to get into it, one, they're going to need um, oh, shout out. They're going to need some of those other teams to in front of them probably to trip up. Olivia Sebelo, who's a freshman, has the third best time this season, and that came in the regional round, 55-61. And then Campbell Wamsley, who's a junior, 56-80, and she's seated sixth. If Carmel could hold on to that, third, which would be seven points, and six, which would be four, so 11. Carmel gets 11 out of here. You know, the four by eight's already run at that point. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and, then, and then certainly those two make up half of the four by four, where Carmel does have the number one seed. Yep. Like this, this is, this is a big spot for Carmel. They need they need two scores out of this. They need double digits here. Yeah, that that's kind of the number I'd say. And this is a possibility where they could um, they might be able to outperform their their performance list. Not maybe not by many, but like in a meet that's going to be really close, they get one or two more than expected. That's pretty big. Um, yeah, I could see. You know, certainly they're not going to go one two. Right. And they don't have. They don't have what North Central, at least in this event, they don't. Now, when we get to distance, we can talk about it. 
what you'd like to see for a team's chances is someone seated at 10th, 11th, 12th who aren't scoring any of these mock meets, but 10th, 11th, 12th means, ooh, that could be 6th, 7th, 8th. Yeah. They don't have that. So, you know, I, I could see I could see Olivia uh, – let's go last name. I could see Sebelo finishing second. I could see Wamsley finishing fifth or sixth. Um, but it's it's a very strong year in the 400. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a two. Like, pretty much everybody in the top, at least 10 except Elliot, ran their best time of the season at the regional. Right. Well, and the that Lafayette Jeff regional. Yeah, how many spots second, do they have here? Second, third, fourth, sixth, and eighth. Yeah. And then also um, those were the ones that hit the standard. And then also got a call back in 14th, which is Hamilton Southeastern. Mm-hmm. So if Reagan Wands wins her race, uh, you know, that then – HSC is getting some points and HSC is ahead of Carmel in the mock meet that I made based on the leaderboards. I think they're behind Carmel in the one that you made. Yes. Based on just regional performance. Reagan Wands was sixth last year. Uh, Jaylee Lohmeyer from Harrison, who has the second seed was fifth last year of the nine medalists from the state meet. Only one was a senior. And that was Amaya Davis from Bloomington South. Shout out. Shout out. Okay. Anything else on any of those events? So lot, let's go locks so far. Yep. Well, I think we have a lot of locks. Uh, locks. I got five written down. Okay. So we got disc, Hadley Lucas, yep. 300 mm-hmm. hurdles, Reese Sanders. Yes. And then 100, 200, 400, Ramai Elliott. Yes. Five locks out of 16 events, but four of them we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. We're saving distance until the end, and we're going to have a distance-only podcast with me and Scott Litzkin later this week. But Josh and I are going to talk about distance after the break. State championship winning coach Scott Litzkin shares his perspective on what it takes to achieve excellence in high school cross country. While addressing the mental and physical elements of distance running, Scott provides details about how to create successful teams. Additionally, he addresses how he overcomes pitfalls to achieve the peak of success as a high school cross-country coach. His teams have won four Indiana State Championships and have competed at the Nike National Cross-Country Championships three times. The book is only available on Amazon. Search for Scott Lidskin. And we're back. All right, we're going to get into distance and everyone's favorite events, the relays, and then go through our, our three stars watch. So in the distance, let's do Let's do these in the order in which they will be run in the meet. So the first event is the sixth first distance event, excluding relays, is the 1600. Last year's state champion was Addison Wiley of Huntington North. She ran 445 and she closed in, do you remember? 66. 62. 62. If you're into like, well, I know the boys a little bit better. How does that compare? That would be like a boy closing in 53 seconds. Yeah. Addie has the number one time this year that came in the regional round. She ran 437.98. 
She has qualified for the state meet in three individual events as well as a relay. And three of those events are going to happen within the last half hour or so. We'll talk more about that later in our Wiley Watch. Uh, last year at the state meet, got a lot of tabs open. <laughs> Nikki Sutherland from Delta finished third. She will be in this race. Corinna James from Lowell finished sixth. She will be in this race. Jacqueline Brazil from Evansville Memorial was eighth. And I believe she made, I know she made it in something. She did. She made it in this. She ran 509 in the regional round. Three girls broke five minutes in the regional round. However, more than three girls have broken five minutes this season, many of which did it indoors. Ten girls have run under five minutes this season. However, not all of them will be in this race. Mm -hmm. Sophia Kennedy will not be in the 1600. Bailey Ranta, I don't believe, will be in the 1600. Gretchen Farley has run 451. She will be in this. She, oh, nope, sorry, she's run 440. No, 451. She ran 454 in the regional. Jaden Serencione from Floyd has broken five minutes. She ran five flat in the regional. She is listed as having run on her team's four by eight at the regional. I, do you think she'll run the four by eight and then come back and run the 3,200? Wait, and then not do the 16? Well, she's in the 16 and the 32. She's on the performance list. She's going to run both of those unless, you know, something unless, right. happened that prevented I mean, her from running. Uh, what are they, what are they seated in the four by? I feel like she's going to, she would do the 16. I mean, she's. She, I, I They're seated she's seventh and I don't, I don't fancy them a contender to win. They're hmm. 16 seconds back of Columbus North. I mean, I and think 12 she's... seconds back of Carmel, who has a sub to make, which we'll get yeah. into. And she'd have, I think she has the best shot at fourth in the, in the 16. I mean, those first three are pretty far out, um, but it just depends on how she thinks maybe she can do in the 32. But as we'll, as we'll get to, it's pretty clumped up there as well. Weather looks good. Last year it was 95 degrees, maybe at the highest point. This year it looks like 75 degrees. Weather is ideal for everything. Everything. I mean, for recovering between events, for the sprints, for everything. It looks especially if you're going to do multiple events. Last right. year was was very apparent how much doing multiple events the the heat suffered. Correct. So in the 1600, we're gonna are you ready to lock it in? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I wrote okay. it down. Wiley lock. Now here's the interesting thing. I I would imagine the math, the advanced analytics. What's it? Well, I don't know if it's advanced analytics. <laughs> The elementary analytics would tell you to Wiley is going to be in three events. She wants to win the 1600 as easily as possible, right? I, I would think, yeah. Who do you think is her main, what, which of these events do you think is going to be the hardest for her to win? The 1600, the 800, 1600, or 3200? The 32. That's, I mean, that's the third one, right? And it's probably her third best event, maybe even her fourth best event, if you consider right. the 400, maybe even her fifth best event, if they had put her in the 300 hurdles just one yeah. time, just see what she could do, <laughs> just because I asked. So, but who do you think is her main competition in the 3200? Who's most likely to, to win that race and prevent her from winning the, the circus triple? A week ago, 
I would have said Sophia Kennedy. Okay, but now you're now I'm say, saying Nikki Sutherland, who's in the 1600, who could push her in the 1600. So, so it's it's a lot almost, of layers to this. There there are. It's it's like uh, it's like an ogre. Yes, it's got got a lot of layers. Um, yeah, because if Nikki decides now, you would think from Nikki's perspective the same. Like, oh, I have another event maybe don't do as much damage but if nikki wants her best bet maybe of winning the 32 she's going to have a lot more rest she's certainly not going to go in i can't imagine you're not going to go in conservatively in the 1600 because if that were the case just scratch the 1600 run the 3200 fresh which might be what i would have suggested but you know but again yeah they're not yeah. robots they're human beings and they yeah. they can do what they want in the tournament mm -hmm. Uh, team score implications. Noblesville's Paige Hazelrig is seeded eighth. However, Noblesville did not run her in the four by eight at the regional, but I think she will run at the state meet. And that's going to be, I mean, even though there's a lot of time in between those events, at the state meet, there will be about two hours from the end of the four by eight to the start of the 1600. It's a lot of time, but it's still the state meet. So I would say those two points are at risk for Noblesville, but that's not, well, I'd say that's not big, but aren't they like within a half point of North central on the mock meet? Yeah, they're, they're a half point ahead. Here's where maybe Carmel could get into it. Yeah. Carmel's Olivia, Jay Munt is seated 11th and Jamie Clavon is seated 12th. You don't know Jamie's middle initial? I don't. She was not in my class. <laughs> when I put the attendance in, it didn't have a name <laughs> up there. Um, you know, if they're not, they're not going to, Carmel's not getting 10 points out of those two girls. But could they finish eighth and ninth? They could. Good. And that's three. So could that start to kind of, could Carmel maybe do really, really well on their strong events, four by eight, open four, four by four, and then get some unexpected points, maybe three. And could that be the difference in getting into the top two? Could be. It could be. And neither of those girls are going to run in the four by eight. Good team strategy there. They're also said, just this, the, they're, they're the fifth and sixth best girls over 800 meters anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. right. As you said, this is one of those examples where Carmel's points and other events, you, you kind of know where they're going to come from, but this is one that they're seated, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. Something happens, they jump in there. So their expected points goes up. Yeah. What do you think it takes to medal? Five flats usually like the barrier, right? That's that seems right this year as well. Super spikes, all that perfect weather. I still think it's probably five flat. But I think I some of these, that. I think some of these five oh eights, even if five oh eight was like a PR, like some of these girls from the um, Lafayette Regional. I think so. I, I think if there's enough five oh eights, you throw enough five oh eights against the wall, some of them are going to stick at five flat at the state meet. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the, then, you know, you get an advantage from being in the Lafayette Regional, the, which is essentially the, the, the north, north side and west side 
Indianapolis counties, right? Avon, Brownsburg, Carmel, Fishers, HSC. Some of these 508s that won there, like Corinna James is seated 13th, 508. She's not going to run 508. She's going to run, I, she's much more likely to run 448 than she is 508. So two girls seated outside the top nine scored last year. And I would give them each a good chance to score. Mm -hmm. Corinna James is going to score, lock it in. She's not, if she wasn't going to take the 1600 seriously, then she just would have dropped it. Yeah. Again, that might be what I would have suggested, but they're not robots. They have their own their own desires and, and um, goals right, just, for the tournament. Absolutely. It just depends how you view it, where your goals are. Well, and, and I think, yeah. I, I don't know who it was that talked about on the podcast earlier. I think it must've been me and Taylor maybe like is maybe it was me and you is the goal to go all in and win the title in something, or is the goal maximum acquisition of medals, maximum acquisition of all state honors. And you, that's and, it, you have to, uh, as, as I say, you, you have to balance, like, what are my chances of winning a state title right, if I right. just do that? And if not, then yeah, let's go for two medals, even if it's just going to be like two force or something. And yeah, it, in that case, I think too, Sutherland and James are different in that Sutherland has a really, really good chance to win one of her events where James maybe has a chance to win one of her events, but it's probably a lot less. But it's a little less. It's yeah. single digit percentage if she ran the 3200 fresh so and i don't fault any of these kids for whatever they want to do right it's i mean this is the way i coach the kids on my own team 800 oh we should have like a cool voiceover 800 but there you go there's a cool voiceover there you go okay kaylee polizza has the number one performance from the regional i can confirm one thing she's good confirmed confirmed kaylee polizza was Second last year in the open 800. Yep. And Addison Wiley was the 800 meter state champion. She closed in 63 in the 800. She negative split that. Polizza almost perfectly even split it 65 65 to run 210. Nikki Sutherland was third last year. Nikki Sutherland will not be in the 800. Gretchen Farley was fourth. So three of the top four return. Mary Hodges, uh, I think she also goes by Bella at times. It's one of those first name, middle name situations, was eighth. I do believe that Hodges will be in this race. Yes, she's seated 10th. In the 800 for the season, Addison Wiley has the best time, 206. Kaylee Politza has the second best time, 208. Wiley's best time comes from the sectional round. Polizza's comes from New Balance Nationals, which would have been in March. Polizza will Farley. be on their four by eight. Correct. Farley 209 comes from New Balance. Um, this is a big race potentially for one Wiley's attempt at winning three events. Or we could also, we could frame it in a different way and say, this is her attempt to score in three events. Um, which I, I give her a very good chance to do. Yeah. And from a team perspective, Noblesville's Summer Rempe has the second seed. I don't think she'll finish second, but she could get a lot of points here for Noblesville. 
And Brinkley Cooper from Noblesville has the eighth seed. So she could score. So Noblesville, Noblesville could get two on the podium here. That would be huge for their chances. I think that's going to be tough. Yeah, this I is one of those examples where the expected points have a more potential chance of going down, especially with Wiley being seated fourth running 214. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a little faster. So there's a couple points. Um, and both both Rempe and Cooper are, I assume, on the four by eight. I know, I know Rempe yes. is, but they're sure. both on the four by eight as well. And they both ran on the four by eight at the regional, which had half of the rest. Yeah. But at the regional, Carmel got a gap on Noblesville, and Carmel won by four or five seconds. So I don't know how hard each of those girls ran, even if you go into it with the mindset of, I'm going to run hard. It's different than at the state meet. It's different. Now, Rempe split 212 at the sectional. I don't know what she split at the regional. She ran 213 at the regional. That was her second race. I imagine she's on their four by four. You know, I'm not saying that they're not going to score. I just think it will be hard to live up to those seeds in, their, in her second race. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But if, Especially if they with do, the if, they do if Noblesville scores double-digit points in this, they put two girls on the podium even. Yeah. Like, here we go. They, Nobles, I think North Central is going to win. But Noblesville really could. And this, this is a big turning point in that. Uh, Carmel's Jasmine Klopstead, shout out, is the number one seed in the second heat. And so, you know, if she wins that heat, again, she's going to have the same disadvantage that the girls from Noblesville will have. She's going to run in a very, very competitive four by eight early on. And if you win, I think it's it's even harder to come back in the next race at, if you win. The emotional rebound from that, even though you got three hours worth of rest. If she wins that, I think, I, if she wins that heat, I think she gives herself at least a 50% chance to score. Can I throw an idea out at you that I didn't see many people talk about? And you can probably, you can tell me if it's wrong right away or not, but. Oh, I, I, you, you know, I what, will. Uh, for, okay. If Wiley had at all possible tried to qualify for state with the slowest possible time that she could get in the first heat and get more rest for the 32 That's would that at all be useful no okay pull, pull she wouldn't a, know pull she wouldn't know, well, right, she wouldn't know how hard she has to run so she'd have to Correct. send it that's okay that's the so would send the send be worth the rest is basically no the question. absolutely and not we're talking like okay. five minutes absolutely not okay it would almost be like Oh well, maybe we should run this guy first on the four by eight because then he can rest. Yeah. Then he can rest and he gets an extra six minutes six worth minutes. of rest before the open <laughs> hundred. It's not rest. Because you're still, yeah, like the adrenaline of being a part of the race and right yeah. watching the race. Yeah. That's not rest. In yeah. fact, I would say your rest ends when your warm up begins. Okay. Uh, lock. Um, this one feels a little less like a lock. I'm saying there's a chance. 
Okay, I'm lock. I'm locking it in. She's gonna win. Addie Wiley is gonna win this one too. I mean, if you're asking me to pick it, then yes. But I'll write it down for you. Thirty-two hundred. Nikki Sutherland from Delta, ten twenty-three. That is the number one time from the regional. That is not the number one time this season. The number one time this season is from an athlete that did not compete in the tournament. The number two time is from Sophia Kennedy, but that came February 19th. The number three time is from Addison Wiley, which happened at the HSR finals, 10-13, in a race where she finished second, and I think gained some valuable experience from that. Who do you think? Who do you think wins this one? Um, <laughs> this is such a hard one to pick. If I'm, there, I, I, I mean, I think Wiley definitely has a chance. I think she has a chance. What? What would you put the percentage at? Forty percent. What would you say? I'm going to go a little lower, maybe 25, 30. Here's why I say 40. At the, at the sectional, she ran 206, came back around 11 minutes. Now, 11 minutes is not going to cut it. 11 minutes isn't even going to finish on the podium. Probably not. Nope. And we could say, and we will on the broadcast, she's attempting to win three events. But she's also attempting to score in three events. And I really like your chances to score in the 3,200. For sure. It's, it's going to take like a different sort of race, I feel like. So in the <clears throat> in the regional, she only, only, I don't know if you can hear the quotation marks, she only ran 214. That's not going to cut it in the 800. No. And she came back and ran 1046. But in both of these meets, the sectional and the regional, she ran on her team's four by four and ran 56 seconds. Now the 3,200 and the 400 are so different that you could go to the well in the 3,200, especially in the girls 3,200, which takes more than 10 minutes. So it's essentially all aerobic and really be able to come back and run a good 400. So I give, I give her a chance, but her regional time is 23 seconds behind Sutherland's regional time. Yeah, what, what, what's the rest of your pie chart then if Wiley's 40%? Well, so what you're you're assuming that the, then the other two, so forty percent to win the thirty two hundred, but the other two are at a hundred percent, right? Yeah, just take yeah. So like what we already know, like she has run the previous two events. And... I I give Kennedy, you know, I I, I give Sutherland forty five percent, and I guess I give Kennedy ten percent, five percent miscellaneous. Yeah. 
Could Kendall so, Martin from Burbuff get in there? Wh- what know? do you think the winning time will be? I mean, we can start there. Like, can Wiley run 10 yeah, 20 so, after doing what she already right, did? In the movie? Right. Because Sutherland I mean, might be able to run 10 20. Uh, yeah, at least. She just ran 10 23. So, yeah, it's probably going to be like 10 15. So, yeah. I, I just, you know, Kennedy has missed a lot of racing this season. And so I think we can reasonably assume that anyone that's missed some racing has probably missed some training. Um, But she had the best performance in the sectional. And she's proven that she doesn't need a ton of time to get in shape and run a good race, like how she ran it at East Bay Nationals. So I give her a chance. And then you know, can some of these other girls maybe just hang around long enough that, or, or they they've got one huge race in them, like Corinna James, Kendall Martin, somebody like that. But James is going to be in her second event, so that's going to make it immensely difficult for her. Yeah. Stack. Th- this race has a very stacked uh, podium contenders. I would say this is one where you can see there's a clear maybe like five to six, and then from like seven to 17 maybe you can make an yeah. argument for some and podium. when you some of these girls outside of the top nine who could get into it carmel's got a girl shout out an 11th you know could she finish seventh or eighth could carmel kind of nickel and dime their way like really nail their big events and then nickel and dime their way into it especially if if noblesville um, doesn't have as good of a day. I, could, I see that as a possibility. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern's got a girl who's seated 14th. Um, Noblesville's got a girl who's seated 20th, but she's run 11-0. You know, could she finish eighth or ninth? I don't think she's even going to be on their four bites. So this is her only thing. Those those are all a factor on that. Relays. Relays. Four by one, Zionsville has the number one seed, a blistering 47, 68. North Central has the number one time this this season, but that was run with Wiley on it. Elliot. North Central's key here is that they – if they could score without using Wiley's limited to four events. Elliot. Sorry. Yes. Elliot. <laughs> said it twice. Elliot is limited to four events. If North central can finish, they're seated fourth. If they finished fourth without using Elliot at all and saved her for those other events, like they would deserve the state championship. And I, yeah. I definitely think that's possible. I could see North central finishing as high as second, but the, Rest of the four by one fast heat, with the exception of no Noblesville, is a who's who of contenders and even quasi contenders. Zionsville, Northrop, North, well, North Central's in it, Hamilton, Southeastern, Carmel, all in the fast heat. You know, North Central didn't even put Elliott on the uh, four by one roster. I think they might have some of these teams they only list five or six or seven 
but I like Carmel will only list six in the four by eight. And I can tell you, I know we have eight listed. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe have, she is the last one. We only have five listed. Carmel does in the four by one and there are eight names on that. Oh, okay. So I don't All know right. exactly why that is. Yeah, so. that's weird. Okay. never mind then. Um, so I, I would think, you'd I, have think I think Elliot is the eighth one on there because yeah. you can be entered in more than right. four events. You can only compete right. at four. And you'd want to put, obviously there's, it's unlikely that she would not make it in one of those first, in one of the individual events. But if she doesn't, then you, you got to have her listed right. so then she can compete in that right. later on. And this is a big event. Zionsville needs 10 to stay in it. Carmel, Carmel needs to score on this. And North Central really strengthens their chances by finishing in the top five. Five of the top uh, six teams are scheduled or supposed to score in the four by one. Yeah. Let's go four by eight and finish with the four by four. Oh, yeah. Just like a meet. Yep. Four by eight, Columbus North, number one regional performance, also the number one time from this year. 914 Carmel with the number two time 918 that was in the regional Valparaiso has the number three time from the season in 922 Noblesville is the number four time from the season in 923 Fishers has also run 923 I think this comes down to four teams Columbus North Carmel Noblesville and Valpo I think Fishers will score but I don't see them mm-hmm. winning I don't see them beating all four of those teams and all all four of those teams have in common is somebody that can do probably a two ten at the at the at the worst, you know. Yes. If this were an NBA playoff series, I like Valpo because they have the best You're right. individual. It's not. It's just an aggregation of the four times that they run yeah. for splits. Columbus Norris 914. The four names listed are Newell, Rumsey, Baker, and Klaus. Those are their best four, I believe. I don't think they've been pushed. I don't know how many times they put the relay together. They've run some impressive times this year. I don't think they've been pushed at all. Carmel's 918 is Ricketts, Cebolo, Kono, and Winsler. Carmel can take out one of their legs, ran 225 at the regional. And insert Jasmine Klopp said, who ran 217 at the regional and ran 216 last year at the state meet. That saves Carmel eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Noblesville, Rempe, Cooper, Flynn, Applegate, they can take one of those out and put in Hazel Rig. I think that probably saves them another eight seconds. I think the winner of this gets close to nine minutes. That's what I was going to ask. What do you think the winning time? I think it's close to nine. I think it's close, but not under nine minutes. So you think four teams are under nine, 10? Oh, yeah. Okay. Last year, the winning time was 9-11. I think all four of those teams run faster than that this year. 9-11 is not an, an especially fast winning time. Mm-hmm. But I suppose you could say, well, we ran 9-11, but we would have run faster if somebody else, you know, yeah, was, so, was there, there. To, to push us. Again, Carmel, Noblesville, Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern, North Central seeded ninth. If North Central finished sixth here, that helps them out a lot. If Carmel wins, that helps them out. If Noblesville wins, that helps them out. I, that goes without saying. Yeah, I was just looking at the 
the state championship times. Only twice in the last ten years has it been nine eleven or slower or slower than nine ten. I should say. Yep. Um, okay, four by four. These two events, the four by eight and the four by four, are really dependent upon competition and weather, and we saw that. Carmel, 354, regional, best time this year. Number two time, North Central, 355, regional. Zionsville, 355, regional. Chittard, 356, the regional. Noblesville, 357, sectional. HSE, 357, sectional. Cathedral, 358, regional. Chesterton, 359, regional. Valpo, 359, regional. Brownsburg, 359, regional. All those teams, top teams, had their best time in the last two weeks. This meet could come down to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all five of the teams uh, at the top of the meet projection are in the first seat or in the in the fastest section. Yeah. Carmel's got two of the fast heat girls in the open 400. That clearly has to help. North Central has Ramaya Elliott. Zionsville has a chance. And we'll know at this point who's in it, who's out, you know. Mm -hmm. I, unless North Central messes up somewhere where we think of them as being locks mm. and Noblesville's already got it, I think I don't think anything's going to be wrapped up for the 4x4. Yeah. But I think it's coming down to this. Carmel, North Central, Zionsville, HSC, and Noblesville are all in this heat it'll be it'll be fun on the broadcast coming up with uh the winning scenarios for yeah, all the teams i don't have our I, quick i our don't quick anticipate wins. it happening like it did last year yeah <laughs> where all the teams are in it yeah but it, it it could be it could be a lot of scenarios it could be that you know that meme with all the numbers going across the guy's face yes. or whatever yes yeah so we'll we'll see the best event in track and field could all come down to that mm -hmm. um okay real quick Let's just do percentages here. Lucas, yeah. look out. What percentage chance do you give Hadley Lucas to win both throwing events? 90. I said 85. Perfect. Ramaya Radar. <laughs> what percentage chance do you give Ramaya Elliott to win her three individual events? Uh, 97. I said 100. <laughs> Wiley Watch. You're saying really there's did. not a chance. <laughs> Not for anybody else. Wiley, Wiley watch. watch. What percentage? I think we did this already, but we'll do it again. What what percentage chance do you give Addison Wiley to win her three events? Well, we were giving percentages for just the 32. Um, and then when I was listening to you and Andy do it last week, I was trying to think of my own. Um, I'm talking this one out because a hundred percent. Oh, okay, fine. Going on my own logic. 99% for the 1600. Yeah. Like 75, 80% for the 800. That's too low. <laughs> um let's to win all three let's go so it should it be it should be less than the overall 32 percentage right correct okay it doesn't feel like that okay 30 okay i'm going i i think I, earlier i said 40 i'm going 35 okay all right man so the your boys are calling the broadcast right our boys me and you Yes. Friday. You can buy at ihsatv.org. Can't wait. Anything else? 
Uh, just excited to be back in Bloomington again for the state meet. Obviously, it's been three years since it's been there. Um, not a lot, not a far drive for me, which is nice. I do, I do say though, I, Ben Davis did a great job hosting it, but they did a good just job. The, it should be in Bloomington every year. They did a great job. Yes, the the environment of that stadium, everything kind of feels on top of you on that track for every event you're in. Um, just adds to the atmosphere of the state meet being there. Yep. Yeah. Can't wait. Hey, fa- hey favorite restaurant in Bloomington. Well, there's a McDonald's right on the corner, 45 and 46. It's right oh, now. you can find those anywhere. <laughs> well, I've eaten at that McDonald's more than almost anywhere else in the world of all the McDonald's. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. We got to find you someplace, someplace for, uh, uh, yeah, well, for this we'll, weekend. We'll, yeah, let's meet, let's meet early on Friday. We'll go somewhere. All right. Sounds all right, good. Dude. All right. See ya. All right. See ya.